0: knows when, but you're doing it again, you better duck down the alleyway, looking for a new friend, a man in a coonskin cap and a pig pen, wants $11 bills, you only
1: got 10. Calls- well, hello, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 177 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is a review of OFAC Sanctions Enforcement for 2020. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well, hanging in there, staying safe, staying healthy. Um, I thought we'd take another look at 2020, this time from the perspective of OFAC Sanctions Enforcement, which was uh, another big year. And uh, before we get started, how about a word from our sponsors from Co- Steel Compliance Solutions.
2: Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steele's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steele's ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, Investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including Anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements. Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's Compliance Solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000.
1: Well, OFAC enforcement for 2020 reflected, of course, uh, the impact of the pandemic, just like all across the government. Uh, And for enforcement agencies uh, and for federal prosecutors, uh, the pandemic uh, created unprecedented challenges uh, in executing basic functions. Uh, And in the face of these challenges, enforcement almost across the board was impacted in one way or another. Uh, Probably the most significant area of impact was individual criminal prosecution uh, because of the obstacles to convening grand juries and conducting court proceedings uh, while the deadly pandemic raged. Um, But despite the challenges facing OFAC during the pandemic and the strain on resources, OFAC uh, continued its dogged commitment to sanctions enforcement, which I expect to increase significantly, Uh, When the Biden administration takes over the Treasury Department, while the numbers racked up by OFAC were lower because of the pandemic and there was a several month sort of lull, uh, OFAC later in the year resumed its aggressive pace of sanctions enforcement. It even released two enforcement actions during the week between Christmas and New Year's. So OLFAC is poised uh, right now to have a big enforcement year in 2021, with the transition to the Biden administration, economic sanctions and uh, their enforcement are very likely to increase even more, especially with respect to the Ukraine-Russia sanctions. Uh, The devastating cyber attack, which was launched by Russia, will be one of the first items on the Biden administration's foreign policy agenda. And we can all expect a strong response, tightening economic sanctions uh, against uh, Ukraine or against Russia. So the OFAC enforcement headline is really very clear, Uh, steady, uh, aggressive enforcement and much more to come. At the same time, though, OFAC has continued to emphasize the importance of its 2019 sanctions compliance guidance and has issued specific guidance this year during the pandemic on vessel due diligence and supply chain management uh, involving uh, commodities and uh, uh, energy commodities, uh, most particularly. The Iran sanctions program is likely to continue unabated unless and until there is some major breakthrough in nuclear uh, disarmament or controls. And Venezuela and North Korea sanctions are going to continue to fall under strict, strict scrutiny and, uh, enforcement. So let's start with the, with the numbers, uh, OFAC's numbers for 2020. OFAC reported 16 enforcement actions, uh, with a total of $24 million in penalty, now, penalties. Now that's a big drop from 2019 when OFAC reported, uh, 26 enforcement actions along with almost $1.3 billion in penalties. OFAC continued to rack up, however, even with these, uh, you know, the drop in numbers, significant enforcement actions against uh, two major companies in 2020, Amazon, and then Berkshire Hathaway later in the year suffered OFAC enforcement actions and the consequent uh, reputational damage. The most significant enforcement action was the Justice Department's uh, action against Accentra a subsidiary of a U.K. company, the first enforcement action against a corporate entity for violating the North Korean sanctions program. Escentra entered into a three-year deferred prosecution agreement with the Justice Department and paid a penalty of $665,000 for selling cigarette filter rods to a North Korean company through multilayered complex transactions involving shell companies, Designed to circumvent the North Korean sanctions program, Accentra received three separate wire payments, only one of which was in U.S. dollars. The key jurisdictional tr- trigger, uh, however, was the fact that uh, one of the three, or that the three transactions, uh, involved a foreign branch of a United States financial institution located in the United Arab Emirates. The Justice Department's appearance also in this important case underscored the likely trend of continued uh, involvement in the voluntary disclosure process involving uh, sanctions violations. As outlined in late 2019, DOJ's revised corporate enforcement policy encouraged companies to participate in its voluntary disclosure process for potential criminal violations when a company learns of evidence of possible possible willful sanctions violations. And this is an important new area that people have to consider if reviewing a potential voluntary disclosure is whether or not to include DOJ in the voluntary disclosure process as well. Now, one point that we often make at Volkoff Law Group uh, is that OFAC has long-arm jurisdiction, and I mean long. OFACS long arm of the law was demonstrated again by its end-of-the-year enforcement action against National Commerce Bank, which is located in Jeddah, uh, Saudi Arabia, in which NCB, that's National Commerce Bank, agreed to pay $653,347 to settle 13 violations of Sudan and Syria-related sanctions. NCB processed approximately $5.9 in United States dollars transited through the U.S. financial system to execute U.S. dollar transactions. As a consequence, NCB's 13 transactions fell within OFAC jurisdiction, even though the parties to the transactions were not even located in the United States. Now, when we look at some of the common themes, uh, enforcement themes, and common types of violations, Uh, the 2020 uh, enforcement record gave us examples of probably the most uh, common types of violations that we see. Companies, though, for whatever reason, appear to be moving slowly in response to sanctions risks, often relying on outdated or outmoded screening technologies and failing to build basic policy controls and procedures as mandated and outlined in the sanctions compliance guidance framework. In reviewing the 2020 uh, enforcement actions, many of the cases involve common miscues and compliance failures. These cases fall into the following categories. One, basic screening and blocking errors. Two, post-acquisition illegal sales to sanctioned countries. Three, use of third parties to circumvent sanctions restrictions. And four, reliance on improper or deficient trade compliance and or legal advice. And we'll go through the uh, examples, and these will highlight some of the cases. And perhaps the most uh, significant trend that I saw this year was that OFAC uh, basically continued to impose penalties when companies violate sanctions programs because of technology errors. OFAC's view is really quite clear. If your screening program fails, or if you make a mistake inadvertently it is your responsibility and you will bear accountability to ensure proper operation and any violation will not be excused ofac has made this this point over and over first in the kobem metallics case And then in 2019, when Apple violated the narcotics kingpin sanctions program because its screening program did not distinguish between a full capitalization entry of a counterparty and the proper initial capitalization of the same party on the prohibited person list. Such a technology error is no defense. And OFAC uh, almost just, uh, you know, will laugh at, if you try to make the argument, will laugh at you, in connection with uh, trying to say, hey, it was the machine, it was the technology. So in 2020, what we saw was Amazon was the latest to fall victim to this error. Amazon settled with OFAC for $134,000 for violations of the Crimea, Iran, Syria uh, sanctions programs. Amazon conducted numerous low-amount transactions, some involving foreign embassies from prohibited countries, just like, Amazon, like Apple, Amazon had screening errors such as a failure to distinguish between an entry that said Yalta, Crimea, with a K, misspelled, and the prohibited location, which is Yalta, Crimea, with a C. Also, Amazon failed to maintain basic blocking protocols using IP addresses that are associated with certain countries. In a December 2020 enforcement action, OFAC brought its uh, first uh, enforcement action against a cryptocurrency company, BitGo, which provides digital wallet services. BitGo agreed to pay $98,830 for 183 violations of the Crimea region, Cuba, Iran, Sudan, and Syria sanctions programs. Bitgo failed to implement IP blocking technology, and therefore had "quote unquote" reason to know "close quote" that customers in sanctioned custom in sanctioned countries were using its services. So Bitgo and Amazon demonstrate once again the problems with failing to maintain uh, proper IP blocking and identification, and uh, when you and also making sure that you're. Filter systems or whatever screening process that you have uh, accounts for common spelling errors and obviously does not require an identical match of your uh, entry to a prohibited person list. You want to have these flagged and then further investigated with independent research and documented so that you can demonstrate the, uh, the good faith that you applied. Well, then we had another uh, category of uh, violations is post-acquisition illegal sales by a foreign subsidiary. In 2019, OFAC had five separate enforcement actions focused on mergers and acquisitions in which U.S.-based companies acquired foreign companies that would continue making sales to sanctioned countries. OFAC brought an enforcement action this year in 2020 against Keysight Technologies for continuing sales to Iran after its acquisition of Anit Finland. Now, Anit Finland was not subject to the OFAC sanctions because it was a uh, Finnish-based company and had no U.S. operations. So once uh, Keysight uh, acquired Anit, uh, the foreign company, and despite repeated directions, communications, and training sessions warning anet to cease all business with Iran customers, Aneet continued to conduct business with Iran customers. In fact, anet knew that these, these transactions were illegal and disguised the transactions and used private email addresses designed to evade detection by Keysight, its new parent company. In the end, Keysight agreed to pay a civil penalty of $437,000 for completing six transactions with Iranian uh, customers. We also saw a continuing error, uh, area for violations being third use of third parties to evade sanctions program, as programs. As in the case of uh, FCPA enforcement, OFAC regularly uncovers use of Third party agents and distributors to carry out sanctions evasion screen, schemes. Comtech Technologies and its subsidiary uh, EF Data paid $894,000 for violations of the Sudan sanctions program. Comtech enlisted a third party in Canada to sell the Sudan government advanced communication systems in order to circumvent the Sudan pro, uh, sanctions program. In a second case against Generale Global Assistance, which provides U.S.-based travel and medical insurance claims assistance, Generale agreed to pay $5.8 million for 2,593 violations of the Cuban sanctions program over the period of 2010 to 2015. Generale provided travel and medical claims services to, to Canadian insurers for Canadian travelers to Cuba but referred payments to U.S. claimants in order to circumvent Cuba sanctions to these same Canadian companies. Okay, so that's uh, the use of third parties. And finally, the last category I wanted to sort of look over was reliance on improper advice and counsel and direction. OFAC had three separate enforcement actions in which compliance with sanctions uh, was the result of improper advice or counseling. Those cases involved Whitford, Biomen, and Deutsche Bank. In the Whitford case, its subsidiaries, Whitford subsidiaries in Italy and Turkey, engaged in 74 transactions in violations, violation of the Iran sanctions program. Whitford's regulatory manager advised relevant professionals that foreign subsidiaries could conduct business with Iran so long as such business was co- executed through a third party. That was obviously incorrect. Biomen agreed to pay OFAC $257,000 for violations of the Cuba sanctions program, where Biomen was incorrectly advised that transactions conducted through foreign subsidiaries involving U.S. personnel would not violate the Iran sanctions program. Obviously, using foreign subsidiaries and using U.S. personnel would violate the Iran sanctions program. Finally, the notorious Deutsche Bank settled one of two cases for violations of the Ukraine-Russia sanctions program in which counsel for a counterparty to a transaction verbally confirmed that a prohibited person known to both sides was not involved in the transaction. This representation by the attorney turned out to be false. Deutsche Deutsche Bank's failure to confirm the verbal representation or conduct independent research was cited as defective and uh, that uh, Deutsche Bank should not have just relied on the word, the verbal representation of counsel for the uh, other side in the transaction. Well, that's a quick summary of where OFAC was this year. As we, as I noted, uh, 2020 was a year where COVID definitely impacted OFAC's work. They're back to aggressive enforcement, and we can expect a big year in 2021 with the Biden administration taking over OFAC, uh, taking over the Treasury Department and OFAC and with the increasing reliance on sanctions and a more aggressive uh, approach to uh, enforcement in general. Okay, everybody, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you next week with another episode of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. All the best.
2: Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at Volkovlaw.com.
0: Don't fail, join the army if you fail Look out, kid, you're gonna get hit By losers, cheaters, six-time users Hanging around the theaters Drilled by the whirlpools Looking for a new fool Don't follow leaders or Watch your parking meters Oh, get born, keep on short pan. Look out kid they keep it all hit Better jump down the manhole, like yourself a candle Don't wear sandals, try to forge the scandal Don't wanna be a bum, you better chew gum The pump don't work, cause the vandals took the handle